that you know makes you seem like a really grounded, likable person. Yeah, what's wrong with that? You are neither grounded nor a person. So you're saying I'm likable. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are rushing through the remainder of season 11. That's right. We're covering season 11, episode 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24 on this podcast. (laughs) Hopefully everybody did their homework for this unexpected event. Uh, You know what? We'll see what we have time for. We'll start with 20 and then we'll just see what we have time (laughs) for. Yeah, let's see what happens. (laughs) Chris, how are you today, my man? I'm doing all right. I just finished this episode, as we just discussed, yep. privately mm-hmm. and, uh, and publicly. for the listener yeah. later <laughs> and publicly. But I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Jeremy? I'm doing well. Uh, quarantine, Jeremy, is still just kind of living the dream. Um, just drifting, man. Just uh, doing as much work as I possibly can, keeping in contact with customers in a safe way, and playing a lot of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> which, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into, but yeah, it's still a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm also fresh off this episode. I finished it maybe uh, 30 minutes before you did. So like, mm-hmm. this is probably the closest from us watching an episode to recording about an episode that it's ever been. Like, I think the only thing we can do now is record while we're watching, which sounds fucking awful and terrible, yeah. but eventually we'll probably min- do that just to, later. Just to feel something new. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm here for it. How did you like Me this too. episode? There's a big twist in this episode. Yeah. So the first thing I do when I when I start an episode is I load it up and I can't watch the road so far anymore, which used to help me write my own road so far. So now I load up the episode and then I write out my road so far. And uh, on this one, I wrote a pretty not it's not scathing, but it's not it's like I expected to hate this episode, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not been uh, open to the concepts that are introduced in this episode. Um, And I mean, I said that at the end of last episode. But I'm not going to lie, I actually really liked this episode. <laughs> so this was the good shit for you. You, re- you really dug this. Yeah, for the most part. Um, like, I was trying to critique it and, like, talk shit. And, like, I texted you, talk a little bit of shit. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, well, I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we start our official coverage, we're going to thank our friends over at Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week for donating some of their hard-earned dollars and getting cool stuff. 
Um, they get backlogs of episodes where that are exclusive to the Patreon. They get episodes of Monster of the Week early. They get access to our Discord server. All kinds of cool stuff. If you're one of those people, thank you very much. And if you're considering it, jump on today and tell us what your fa- tell us what your favorite fish is. It's the favorite thing to do in the in the Discord server now. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chris, before M- mine's the Buff Shark. Buff Shark is is we made a valid attempt to get the Buff Sharks back, and everybody was just like, Nah, bro, we're not doing that no, again. No. It's old news. There's too much going on in the world right now. Um, Chris, I don't think we actually, we released a public episode of an interview we did, but I don't think we actually talked about the interview on the podcast. We should probably fix that, huh? Did we ever, oh, yeah. did we ever tell people about it? We might have mentioned it, but, um, but yeah, we did a super fun interview. Yeah. So we interviewed, uh, Lynn Zuberness. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, she is the author knowing of, us probably, probably not, not. No. yeah yeah she's scottish um that's, <laughs> she's she's also in joke she's not <laughs> she's also known as fangasm sbn on twitter she's written a bunch of supernatural books um she's coming out with a book in the next few weeks um called there'll be peace when you are done actors and fans celebrate the legacy of supernatural uh, all about um as people who listen to this podcast probably already know supernatural is ending with season 15 or is it the, the road again yeah. the road hit him hard man that yeah. supernatural finale know, hit be, be hitting different you know what i'm saying yeah um, yeah they're gonna have to come back for season 16 they're gonna have to come back for a movie six movies uh but we sat down and talked about uh supernatural supernatural ending um the book uh, all kinds of things with her there's no spoilers in there for the book or for the show so don't worry about any of that stuff it's just a really fun conversation it's on the public feed patrons got it a couple mm-hmm. of days early but you can just go to you know your monster of the week cool dot cool in itunes i think that's the way iTunes works now and then find that episode so go check that out in the meantime Chris please tell me what's been happening with season 11 thus far all right well um season 11 right once upon a time there was a woman killed by a yellow-eyed demon (laughs) spurring on a life of monster hunting for her husband and her two sons then it turned out that it was all part of that demon's master plan and then it turned out that it was all part of the angel's master plan or Lilith's, or Lucifer's, I don't know. Uh, then those two monster-hunting sons found out a prophet of the Lord was writing bad genre books about their lives. But it was all in good fun. The boys saved the world, and the prophet disappeared, leaving us with a lovely sense of wonder about what the prophet really was, and what it all meant. Until now. Until now. We are covering Season 11, Episode 20, Don't Call Me Shirley. This was written by Robbie Thompson, or directed by Robert Singer. This aired on May 4th, 2016. Uh, that would be my 12th wedding anniversary, the day before my 12th wedding anniversary. Wow. Uh, Rob Benedict returns. Amara unleashes a dark fog in a small town, causing everyone to go mad. Dean and Sam realize this is a stronger version of the original Black Vein virus Amara previously unleashed. They team up with the sheriff to protect their town, but their old remedy no longer works. That that's, doesn't, they don't even try. They don't even do anything. They don't even try. It doesn't come up. <laughs> Meanwhile, Chuck returns with an interesting proposal. No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> not, I don't know about that. That's not true. Um, <laughs> the then segment on this was just like, hey, do you guys remember Carver Edland and how uh, you know they would call him Chuck? That was it. Uh, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember that. Also, Metatron. <laughs> do you remember Metatron? Uh-huh. Because that's going to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marv, I think his name was. Marv, yeah. yeah. So that's where this episode starts out is a uh, dog watching a trash can, like a dumpster uh, being like, it's almost looks like it's being shaken with some telekinetic force, but no, it's just old fucking garbage man, Marv in there trying to look for a sandwich. And Marv does the one thing, the one single thing that I actually like him for in any of the episodes that he appears on in which he finds this sandwich and the dog is like, 
whining pitifully and he gives the dog the sandwich good job he gives marv. the dog the sandwich they yeah. start pitching marv as like he's a good guy yeah one. and he's not he's a he's a fucking shitbag that did one yeah. good thing for a dog like let's get that straight like yeah. just because hey, just because you gave your brother your extra kidney doesn't make you a saint you're still a dickhead right. who did a nice thing right you just have one kidney <laughs> yeah you just have you know, you're a dickhead with one kidney and a and a, and a, and a brother that's alive all right dickhead yeah. calm down yeah. chuck the superiority complex now chuck um <laughs> So he, um, you know, he, he suddenly shouts, I give up. After doing this, he does this one kind thing, and then seemingly he's just had enough. Dumpster diving isn't going well for him, and then he is teleported to, with the dog, he's teleported to some empty lounge bar situation. Um, he sees someone sitting in a booth off to the side, and he goes over, and it is none other than Chuck, a.k.a. Carver Edland, a.k.a god yeah um, this is the big reveal now, for this episode by the way the beach boys the are playing reveal. which is going to be important like it's a weird yes. meta joke which I, I find very strange so um we have seen him once since um the end of season five yes the musical he showed up at the movie theater um or the whatever the theater that they performed in and i i don't i sort of do wish that supernatural teased small things like that but there's no way that you can really do that with the television series when you don't know if you're going to be back next year or yeah. the year after or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But in theory, I like the idea of this being teased, even though I don't actually, you know, like what it is. I like the idea of them teasing something and then bringing it back a few seasons later. Um, but yeah, so here he is. Here's God. There, there used to be a thing in comic books where when Chris Claremont was writing the X-Men, um, he was basically in control of everything about the X-Men. So he would you know he would put like a simple small little doop in like january of 1982 and it wouldn't like the that thing would not be realized until like january of 1987 because uh, he had the yeah. confidence that he would be running the show right. for that long. Like Supernatural doesn't really have those kind of legs. Like they just don't mm-hmm. have. In fact, like the person that wrote this episode, Robbie Thompson, this is apparently the last episode he wrote before leaving the show entirely. Like he's the showrunner oh, wow. of this se- of this season and the previous season too. And after this, we're going to switch to like a new quote unquote era. Um, huh. But yeah, like we we've been hinted at. We've seen some hints at this. Um, and but this is the first reel that Chuck is actually God. Uh, I you know. We talked about this a little bit in the outtakes of the last episode about this being kind of a big fan thing uh, of a fan mm-hmm. theory of people kind of thinking like, oh, based on everything that he's done, it makes perfect sense if they're going to bring God in the show to fix this. Like if they've got God's sister, they have to bring God in. All of this evidence mm-hmm. kind of points to Chuck. I don't really, I'm really torn on this because I like this actor a whole lot. And I think he's kind of a charming schmuck, which is a mm-hmm. personality that really works it for me because it's basically me. Um, so mm-hmm. I... <laughs> In fact, I'm 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 a, I'm a schmuck because I call myself charming. You know what I'm saying? Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but um, at the same time, like introducing God as a character, and we get a lot of lines in this in this episode of him like not r- saying that he's not been appreciated or saying that he did enough or that humans disappointed him. All these like typical God lines that I've seen in a lot of media. I don't know, man. Like, how did how did this hit you? Like, you knew it was coming because you got spoiled. But like, how did how did this how does this how do you feel about Chuck being introduced as God? I don't know. Um, this was my fan theory back in season five, uh, talking to the two people in real life who I knew who watched Supernatural, being like, "So, what do you guys think? Do you think that he disappeared because he's God? Is he the one who put Castiel back together? All the stuff that obviously ended up becoming true." Um, and I liked it as a fan theory, which is sort of what I was like alluding to in my, um, my road so far. Uh, I, I liked it as a theory, but I didn't want it to like be in the show. 
I didn't want them to ever bring God into it. I liked that there was a mysterious factor to it. Um, this omnipotent presence that um, did step in at the last second to help them out. Um, and I used to also think that God is the one who took Sam out of hell at the end of season five. Um, but yeah, after that, I just, you know, I didn't think about it that much. And um, then finding out through spoilers that, wait, nope, Chuck is back and he's God and he's just part of the show now. Um, I don't, I, I don't like that still. I didn't, like I said, I, I enjoyed this episode, um, but I'm, I'm I, I expecting myself really not to enjoy the God plotline stuff. So I think that's where we're at at the beginning of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Metatron, uh, we, we actually didn't, I guess we didn't get to the reveal because Chuck is there, but there's a little bit of dialogue back and forth where Metatron is like, your books are shitty. <laughs> You're in mm-hmm. God's place. God used to always bring me here. We were best friends. And, God's, and, and Chuck is like, no, nah, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> and eventually God's like, oh yeah, I forgot. Nobody can, cho- nobody can see me unless I choose to let them see me. Here, take these sunglasses. And then he just becomes this giant ball of light. Metatron like, freaks out and it's like oh my god i was just kidding and i worship you mm-hmm. you know this bar is great all this other stuff and chuck is like hey 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 please stop don't don't do any of this yeah um, don't grovel which is um yeah uh, this was my first red flag for the episode was when he put on the glasses and it was like oh! it yeah. did the beams of light and everything i thought it was um silly and up until then i had been kind of like enjoying the the back and forth and throughout this i think these actors both kind of like actually do a, a, a good job and um, they bounce off of each other very well, and I didn't expect that from Marv of all people. Um, that I I enjoyed his back and forth with this other character. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the probably the most uh the most screen time Marv has had without me just being sick to my stomach of seeing him. Which is um, <laughs> we've always said it's not necessarily Marv's fault. Like it's not it's 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 not the actor's fault. Let me rephrase that. That it's not. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the actor's name. Whatever. Um, it's more that they just wrote that dude to be so despicable and hammy that we mm-hmm. just hated to see him on screen. And this, he's he's definitely the stand-in for the viewer and stand-in for humanity as he asks questions to God in a way that nobody has probably been able to before. And I think yeah. that that works for him. Um, also, he's he's very grovelly in a way throughout this. That is mm-hmm. impressive. Like he's grovelly and challenging at the same time. And I think that seeing his interactions with Chuck and when he does decide to do the groveling thing and see Chuck's distaste for that, you realize like, Oh yeah, this is why God didn't want to hang out because all of you people don't know what to do with your hands when you beat a celebrity. <laughs> like that's, that's all this is, is, is yeah, more of like yeah. doing weird shit with his hands and Chuck being like, just, just leave and let me get on stage and do this rap. Like, I just want to get out of, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's, it's a weird thing where I, I, I kind of like all of this. I just, I don't, I'll be really curious to see at like how much God stays around because mm-hmm. man, I just, it's just a weird thing. Like, I don't, I don't like, he's so much better left unexplained than he is. Like, here's a guy that plays guitar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, maybe he's not in it much. Maybe both of us will end up liking sure. everything that we mm-hmm. see of him. I just, you know, I remember having it spoiled, seeing people say like, Oh my Chuck, instead of, Oh my God, stuff like that. Um, that I just went, Oh, I don't know. I don't want any part of this. What are they doing over at Supernatural? Um, but this is us giving it a fair chance. So yeah, yeah. Um, and if I, we sound yeah. negative at all, I'm not. Like I really enjoyed this episode. I liked it a lot more. Yeah, me than too. I thought it was. This is us. I think challenging our expectations. Exactly. Right yeah. I um. And just props to them for 
I, I don't know what the advertising lead up for this. I didn't check the air dates or anything. So I don't know if this was like, you know, heavily teased as an episode or anything, but like the idea of dropping this almost ex- during the cold open almost right. Like in the first mm-hmm. couple of minutes and, and leaving us the time to get used to it and, and, and actually having conversations with God, I think it's kind of a brave choice as opposed to building a thing up and then giving us the cliffhanger. And then the next episode, we're like 40 days later or whatever. Right. Like, so that's right. Good. Right. So we go and see uh, Dean at the bunker for the first time. Dean is ironing Sam's clothes with beer, which is a fucking nice. devastating prank, man. Devastating uh-huh. prank. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into the office smelling like a like warm beer? Yuck. Yeah. That means just Sam is going to be stinking up the Impala. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of a Dean. prank on Dean, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pranking himself. Um, but all right. Good one, I guess. Um, so Sam comes in with the case. And uh, Hope Springs, Ohio, there's been a murder-suicide. It seems pretty weird. Um, it seems like this person was soulless, and they m- assume that if somebody was acting soulless, that maybe Amara is nearby because she ate their soul. Yes. Um, so they want to head out there and uh, check things out. This seems like the first lead that they've had in, in quite a while. Yeah. And this is going to be our kind of B-plot. Like, the boys aren't going to be doing a lot of, like, major work in this episode. Most of our episode time is going to be dedicated towards Chuck and Marv. Uh, and we go back to them where Marv kind of challenges them. Like, where you been, dog? And Chuck's like, oh, I've been everywhere. I've been traveling. I've had girlfriends and boyfriends. I started a new, I started a cat blog. I wrote a new series of books called Revolution, but I don't think they're very good, which is apparently like a a devastating blow to Eric Kripke, who has a new TV show at the time called Revolution that that only lasted for two seasons, which is very funny. Um, uh, But Metatron is like, I don't really care about that shit. Like if you, if you have, if you know everything, then you know that I've been kind of a shitbag these last few years. Like, why am I here? And Chuck explains that he recreated this this bar, which is a famous bar in Chicago where it, that launched the career of a lot of really talented musicians. Um, and he says, you know, that's I want to do that again. I want to I want you and I to get to get back together, and I want you to help me with my new autobiography. And we're gonna we're gonna get into it again. We're gonna get the band back together, as Marv says. Yes. Um, so let's see. Oh, we bring up the, um, Marv asks him about the Dean's God finding charm, his necklace. Um, and Chuck just has it. Uh, and he says he turned it off at some point because he just didn't want them to find him. At this point, I was a little bit irked because I felt like this was like a retcon. Um, they were just taking a thing and I, I don't know. I know that there was some contention around Dean's necklace to begin with. Um, like the fans wanted it to mean something and kept asking about it. So then Eric Kripke put it into the show as a thing and then literally just was like, fuck it, throw this thing away because I didn't want to use it anyway. So I don't know. It's a complicated issue, but it's going to come up again. So Yeah, and it's 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 a thing where and they even kind of tease it of like, he'll never guess where this thing has been this whole time. And Marv and Marv is like, I don't fucking care, man. Like, I don't care about yeah. any of that. Um, I, I The amulet thing has never bothered me that much. It never stuck out to me that it should be some great, powerful object. It just seemed like it was a nice Christmas present from Sam to Dean. Um, at some point when they get, when the boys go to heaven and meet Joshua in the garden, I think, I think Mm -hmm. he, I think he tells them at some point, like, yeah, I mean, that thing is everything in this universe is made by God. If God doesn't want that thing to work, it's just not going to work. Like you're never, you don't know. Like there is no God finder basically if he, God doesn't want to be found. So I don't really care about this very much, but it is a good callback, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so cup over to, uh, also apologies if, if you had already mentioned the God thing and I didn't hear you. Um, Sam and Dean, I got lost in my notes. Sam and Dean, they roll up into town uh, in Idaho. 
Um, the sheriff is like glad that the FBI is here because he this he seems like he's in over his head. I'm always you know ready to be suspicious of the cops in these shows because half the time that they're the bad guys or they're the vampire or whatever nope nothing like that here um no one knows why this murder suicide happened like this guy seemed totally normal uh, up and like suddenly he just lost it and he was overheard saying that his life was meaningless nobody loved him totally not normal um for this fella um so now they're getting suspicious you know they the boys are figuring out what's going on here yeah sam takes a look at the guy's file and he sees the strange black vein marks running up the body of the uh, the corpse on this one. Um, my first thought was, oh, is this Croton? And then I was like, wait, no, we're in season 11. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Sam recognizes this. This is Amara's like, weird yeah. uh, thing that the wiki calls the Rabbids, which is a name that I hate for these guys. Uh, but I oh, guess it's better yeah. than the virus or whatever. I guess so, yeah. Um, we go back over to the bar where... Better than the Darkies, because that doesn't <laughs> ooh, feel right. <laughs> Oof. Do you know oh. that? Do you know that little bit of Dark Souls history, by the way? No, I don't. The official Dark Souls page on Facebook one time posted, "Hey, darkies!" Da, 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 da. Oh no! And I've got a screenshot of it, and it's just like a bunch of people going, "Uh, maybe you shouldn't use." <laughs> yeah, goodness, goodness gracious. Um, so Metatron starts reading God's new autobiography, um, yeah. and he tells Chuck that it's like good. And Chuck says, "Oh God, I never recognized that face. The last time I saw that face, I just handed an editor Bugs." Uh, which yeah. Bugs isn't that bad, all right? Bugs, Bugs is not bad. I mean, you, you I'll should, defend Bugs. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should go back and maybe edit some of that racist truck episode. <laughs> you yeah, weirdo. Maybe that's the one we want to talk shit about. Um, but Metatron kind of says, "Like, hey, you're missing a lot of details here. Like, there's nothing about your sister." Uh, and at the mention of his sister, Chuck, you can see. Chuck kind of shutting down um mm-hmm. there's a point in here where metatron drops a uh tanned rusted and ready joke which is a nixon campaign line that bobby jindal oh, barred when he ran for yeah. president and oh uh, man bobby jindal jesus christ uh but basically saying like this is just like kind of fake like this isn't this mm-hmm. isn't real essentially yeah um I gotta admit, this is where this is where Chuck started to kind of impress me a little bit because I thought that he was just gonna be this like sh- schmucky character that we've we've known, you know, I'm on the record not liking the pop culture references and stuff like that. And I thought he was gonna be straying into that stuff a bit, but he doesn't really. And there are a few moments, like when Amara's name comes up, where Chuck uh, he darkens a bit. You know, there's like a, a shift in tone. And he starts to act more like, I guess, what you would perceive uh, an almighty being to act like. Uh, and it's a, it's a cool shift that, that happens a few times throughout the episode. And I think this is Rob Benedict selling this, right? Like, yeah. like I don't, it'd be hard for me to pick another actor that could really sell this with the amount of, like, kind of aloofness, but earnestness and also kind of danger that Rob Benedict delivers to this role. Um, so it's, it's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, we go back to town. Where one of the deputies is coming home to meet her newlywed husband, uh, and some fog is following her. The fog gets in her, and um, she goes all feral-like and um, collapses. Um, yes. Chuck is playing pool while Metatron finishes the book, and uh, Metatron basically says, "Like, yeah, this is not great. There's some good bones in there, but like, a lot of this is just about you being Chuck, and nobody yeah. really cares about you being Chuck. Like, they want to know about you being God." Yeah, there's archangels, there's there's villains, there's literal villains. Uh, and this kind of becomes Metatron's, like, soapbox here. He's like, every good hero is defined by his villain. Um, and we we need a villain here, so Amara. Um, and God doesn't want to talk about Amara, as he just said in the last scene. This is his story, not hers. He doesn't, he doesn't want to uh, bring her up. 
And so um, Lucifer is put on the table and God tries to say that Lucifer is not a villain. Um, uh, and, and Metatron is just shocked by this, but um, he continues to press Chuck with this stuff like, hey, you created the soul like you created the human soul. Like, that's pretty dope. And God says, yeah, I created the soul, but I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not my thing. Um, and this is where he starts to seem as he's sort of like dodging all of the stuff that Metatron's throwing at him, he starts to seem a bit cowardly or, uh, you know, meek. Like he's not really interested in this. He's not acting like God. Uh, Marv has a line here where he uh, says that this book is full of self doubt and nebbishness. That isn't the God that Metatron knows. And I think that's a, that's a really good, like a really good word choice right there because it feels like, Chuck is writing this and not God. Mm-hmm. And Metatron makes the comparison of, you know, there's two kinds of autobiographies. There's one where you tell the truth and there's the completely made up one. And he brings up these um, autobiographies about Keith Richards and uh, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Um, and when, like, which one do you want to write? I've never read either one of these. I'm assuming the Keith Richards, because that dude just doesn't give a fuck, probably just like uh-huh. said, oh, yeah, we were... I mean, we were we were super bad, <laughs> and Brian yeah, and Brian yeah. Wilson strikes me as a, a very mentally challenged person that went through a lot of bullshit. Who probably tried to you know rose quartz those glasses or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But this this is going to be like a running metaphor of like which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the person that tells the truth, or are you going to just make up stuff about your life? Um, and Chuck, like at this point, he tells he's like, oh, but I taught myself how to play guitar. Like, don't people want to hear about this stuff? And and Metatron's like, no. What, what you need to do is hold up a mirror to yourself and show us who you are. Like, write for an audience of one. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? And then Chuck takes the manuscript and kind of tosses it in the air, symbolizing, like, yep, it's time to start from scratch. Yeah. Uh, we're making progress. <laughs> we're making progress with God. Yes. Um, back over uh, in town, uh, Sam and Dean get the call out to the deputy's house where um, she has unfortunately killed her husband. Um, suspicion came up when she didn't show up for work. Um, but they have no idea where she's gone now. So her husband is dead, but they don't know where she is. Um, and the, the sheriff tells Sam and Dean about the call that he got or that she radioed in last night about the fog at her house. Um, but other than that, they, you know, they don't know what the hell is going on. And this obviously triggers the boys to be like, all right, shit, everybody close their windows. Cause we've seen this before. I love it when these boys just like tell the police officers what to do. Like he just tells the mm-hmm. sheriff, like you need to get everybody off the street and quarantine themselves in their house right now. And the sheriff is like, yeah, because of fog. Like I've seen that mm-hmm. Stephen King movie, but I don't think that's real. Like what is going on? Don't worry. We don't have time for this. Go, go, go. I, I like that scene later where the cop is like fully bought in, but yeah. he's like, they're like, what do you don't believe me? He's like, no, I believe you, but shouldn't we call the cdc (laughs) he's he's in it he's into it he's like i'm not thinking demons or anything i'm just thinking this is is just a normal thing like this is still like an earthly kind of thing Um, but he's trying he's doing his best (laughs) we go back to the bar and chuck has has written new pages and as they're printed out on the printer and this very like i I don't know this very quaint printer and like flat screen monitor setup i don't know why i thought this was quaint but um yeah, Metatron is is like looking through these chapters, which are like you know prayers and why I don't answer them and things like that, and really loving it. And finally, it's like, hey, you know, I may be overstepping my mind, my my bounds, but like, why? Like, why did you create all of this life? And he responds, like, I am lonely. Like, I was lonely. Like, mm-hmm. I just didn't have mm-hmm. anything. And Metatron is like, but what about Amar? Like, she was there with you. And he says, I am being, and she is nothingness. And again, yes. we're we're, you know. Chuck as God making this 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 discrepancy between the two of them, which and he's going to go on to like say a lot of things about her in this episode that I think are super interesting. Yeah. Um, he describes um, himself like 
being stupid and naive and trying to create all of these worlds and things with her to show her that there's better things in this universe that they've created than themselves, but it never worked. And she just destroyed everything. So he created the archangels and the angels and together they all locked her away. Um, Also, they licensed the Rolling Stones for this one. That's a, that's a good get, right? How much do you think the stones cost? I mean, they didn't get the Beatles. I mean, I I feel like after like they did the big thing with uh, Microsoft and the start me up on windows 98 thing. Like I feel like the stones are cheap now, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the stones probably don't care. They've got so much money. They're like, yeah, I mean like if you want to use it, that's fine. I don't know. (laughs) Keith Richards daughter is probably like a fucking Destiel fan fiction writer or something. You know what I'm saying? True. True. (laughs) She's just like, daddy, you got to give them start me up or whatever the fucking track is on this. I don't even remember um <clears throat> isn't keith richards in uh pirates of the caribbean they don't give a shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't t- one of those guys is. how would you tell the difference between keith richards and a cgi skeleton at this point it's 2020 right. exactly <laughs> i think that's the point <laughs> um so yeah he says basically you know once he locked her away he was <laughs> that's a pretty good one i know it's pretty good <laughs> that was that was a that was a joke straight from gore verbinski on that one <laughs> Keith Richards, are you out there? <laughs> you stole a bunch of black people music and got famous. You should do something about that. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, all right, you know what? Let's so. get after Keith Richards. Let's go. We didn't do outtakes. Do, we're doing we didn't it. do outtakes. Let's it. get after Keith Richards. <laughs> Let's drag him. <laughs> Number one, you fucked over Frank Zappa. That's an autobiography I did read, motherfucker. Damn. Damn. Um, I don't actually know if that's true. It was an auto. It was just a biography of Frank Zappa. Anyway, I don't know shit about the Stones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. God takes uh, Metatron away from this bar into like uh, the side of a Death Stranding set. Essentially, um, yeah. it's like a Blackstone Nature. Beach. Yeah, and it basically says like this is the one thing that I I could create after we locked her away that even got close to being better than me, uh, which is just nature. Like this series of systems that balance each other out automatically, um, and it's basically like, hey, this is this is great. And Marv is like, well, I mean, like, but you still had to, like, reset a few times. Like, you flooded the world, but you kept some animals and things like that. So, but if Amar, like, destroys the world, that's it. That's nothing. And Chucks is just like, yeah, so we should probably go check it out for a little while, right? Like, one last time. Let's go look. Let's go look at a giraffe. Let's go see a, let's go see a rhino. Yeah. Let's go watch that Netflix Tiger King series that everybody's raving about, says Chuck. Right. He's sort of just got, like, an oh, well, like, this is our last hurrah kind of kind of deal. Um, which... Is oddly inspiring Marv to continue pushing God to try and do the right thing. They try to make him so heroic in this one. I mean, or if, if and if not heroic, just like 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 you said, challenging. Like just somebody mm-hmm. that's not going to just say, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Like you, yeah, whatever you say, God. And oddly enough, I think that Metatron has the personality for that. I do too. He has yeah. the personality to argue with God about semantic bullshit. Like he's the guy on Reddit arguing you with with about you with facts just because he feels like it but in this case he's actually he's arguing with god about something that matters yeah um we go back over to sam and dean uh they're getting more reports about fog in the area dean's ordering everybody to stay alive i think this is when that cdc comment comes in mm-hmm. um they find the deputy's car and she's just standing inside of, or sitting inside of it and she gets out she's carrying a gun um she says she tried to kill herself but the voice inside of her head who is amara would not let her um, because Amara has a message for Dean and uh, Amara says this isn't like an infection that she's spreading to these people, but it's a mirror 
um, because the, all of the light that they thought that they had was a lie. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the, that none of that's going to hurt Dean though. Um, and she raises her weapon as if she's about to shoot somebody. And then like off screen, the sheriff just like fucking mows her down. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, yeah. are we going to get into yeah. the pathology of this dude? Like, God is he going to like, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. That's like his friend. <laughs> yeah. They were bros. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad it wasn't Sam mowing her down. <laughs> yeah. True. I'm glad, I'm glad Sam didn't have to kill yet another innocent person and have that on his conscience. Um, as she's dying she says it's all going away forever but not for you dean Uh oh that's not good something along those lines yeah yeah um i gotta i gotta do something about my tv i pushed it too close to the wall and now it's very hard for me to hear i had an uh, issue in the last episode where i couldn't hear one character's name the whole time and this one i had to rewind like three times for certain lines to be like what did they say (laughs) what the fuck are they talking about um so Sam looks up as this chick is dying and realizes that fog is about to fill the streets. Um, and then we cut back over to Chuck who was saying that nature is divine, but human nature is toxic. And, uh, and Chuck goes kind of a, a long diatribe about it. You know, um, it, it, humans want to, you know, blow stuff up in my name and then turn around and, and then beg me for forgiveness for it. And, you know, I, I'm not responsible for any of it. And, and Metatron pushes it back on this. And it's like, well, yeah, you are, you created them. He's like, and Chuck says, no, I took responsibility by leaving. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody to do this in my name. And the fact that Amara is free right now, isn't even my fault. Like I love the Winchesters, mm-hmm. but the only reason Amara is out is because Sam Winchester couldn't live with demon Dean. Like yeah. the world would have <laughs> kept spinning be- <laughs> with <laughs> demon Dean, which is a great fucking line. And I'm like, ouch, man, just calling the fucking boys out. Yeah, uh, it's funny that that's like, it's like, oh, I mean, I guess you're right. The world would have still kept spinning with Demon Dean in it. Yeah, I mean, like, it, there wouldn't be a show, but, you know, we're here. Right, but now uh, Metatron is, is arguing on behalf of humanity, which mm-hmm. is what we were just talking about. Um, yeah. he's, he's really going out there for it. Um, he also, uh, it, just to just to get this out of the way for the uh, um, continuity nerds out there, he also says that he's put together Castiel more times than he can count on, like, yeah. for the Winchesters. So, like, kind of confirming that Jimmy Neutron is officially dead, and uh, it's just been, like, Castiel's not, like, inhabiting a vessel. Like, Castiel is just a created right, right. thing. So <clears throat> He's just he's just your boy now. He's, he's just a fish in a bottle. He's just a fish in a bottle. Um... So, okay, this is where I think they pop back to the um, the bar at this point, right? Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. So Chuck has seemingly been writing since Amara came back. That seems to have been like, that's when he started working on his, his biography, um, or his autobiography, rather. Uh, and he's hiding. And, and Mark, Mark, Marv Metatron calls him, calls him out on, uh, uh, on, his, on his bullshit. He says that when he himself, Metatron, tried to play God, he was really shitty at it, but at least he wasn't a coward. And that really ticks Chuck off, and he sends Marv flying through the door. He seemingly, like, breaks his arm, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't come up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Marv is limping when he comes out, but I feel like Marv's, Marv is in the kind of shape that, like, a tumble down a set of steps might, you know, fuck him up. Like, that might be a That's life-changing true. event for Marv, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes back in and he goes, there he is. Like, that's the God that I know. Like, that's the person yeah. that he's super jazzed up about that. And he, and he says that, you know, he describes the first time that he met God and he was taken in awe of his grace and his light. And he said, and then the thing happened that I couldn't believe you chose me out of everybody there, out of all of the angels there, you chose me. And God says like, Hey, like, you weren't special. You were just the closest guy to the door. Like I, there's mm-hmm. nothing special about you now. And there was nothing special about you then. 
And then he says, I am not hiding. I am just done watching my experiments failures. And of course, and then Marv is right back on him. You mean your failures, Chuck? Like, because you got to own it, right? Like, you got to own it. I guess. Like, I don't know if I had a kid, my kid borrowed $300,000 and they came to me with the bill. I'd be like, I don't have a kid. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm out. (laughs) See ya. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta really, uh, really gotta respect Marv for for sticking it to God on this one over and over again. He's not backing down because he starts off like completely, um, like groveling and all that and like talking all this shit about Chuck. And then as soon as he realizes he's God, he's like, oh, your books were great. And this place is nice and blah, 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 whatever. Um, so I expected that to be the trajectory of their relationship through this episode. Uh, and it's not. And I was very pleased with that. I'm a fan of Metatron in this episode. I Dude, Barb is kind of killing it in this by pushing back to on. And, and look, I am a sucker for creator is questioned by the creation kind of media in general. Like they did a lot of this mm-hmm. in the Sandman comics. Neil Gaiman has played with this uh, extensively in his writing. It's it, it works for me. Like I like that kind of meta shit. Like it's I'm just I'm just here for it. Um, yeah. This I couldn't believe Supernatural pulled this off as well as it did. Like this is incredibly well written for a Supernatural episode. <laughs> like it's just yeah, very sure. very. There's a, just a very deft touch on all this stuff that shows a lot of maturity that you don't. Like I love Supernatural to death, but like sometimes you just don't get a lot of the maturity mm-hmm. and deftness that you're looking for in media so um yeah um so yeah he, chuck turns on the tvs and is like if you want to watch this in like we can all watch like i can t- i call it reruns and as he t- turns on the tvs we just see like fog overtaking the world things are bad all over <clears throat> yeah um also this is where i really started to notice like the big changes in the performance with chuck like when he reacts to being called a, a coward like his, his voice gets really low and that's how he starts to talk. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. We out here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, we go back over to the, the town where Sam. Samuel and Dean, yeah. Sam, I. Samuel, yes. I, Sam is, is, are, I guess he's trying to save people. Like, this is his Dude, default it's saving so people. Funny. It's so funny that he's, there's, there's a family in a car and he's like, all right, telling the parents to like run inside, like run inside. Um, because I guess the car isn't safe. Whatever, that's fine. Run inside. But then he stops to take the infant baby out of out of the car instead of letting the parents do it. Like, yeah. why does Sam do it? Why? What's he doing? Getting in there, getting his his paws all over this baby. Like, it's sweet of Sam. But then you turn, the parents are standing right there. It's like, <laughs> it's like there wasn't a demon in that car, Sam. You didn't need to. You didn't need to roll up on that car window with a and then smash the glass and save the baby. Like it wasn't necessary. And the he's you know, trying to use his psychic powers to pull the door off. I'm sure the parents would be like, too, like, we we would have just taken the car seat out. Like, there's just yeah. a seatbelt. Like, we could have just had the baby in a comfortable spot and not held it this entire time. Like, what? <laughs> get your giant man hands off of my baby. It's such uh, a weird moment. I like. I mean, it's fine. It's I'm not, I, I, under, I completely understand everything about it. I just, like, it's just a very funny picture of just Sam busting that fucking minivan door open and just shattering glass everywhere and grabbing this baby. It's very yeah. funny. I wonder, was there like a direction of like, Sam's not doing enough? Yeah, I mean, maybe, or maybe, <laughs> maybe Padalecki was just like, can I get like a thing to do? Like, I don't even get yeah. fucking knocked out in this episode, Robbie. What are we doing? What are we <laughs> yeah, doing? I, I stay conscious. What the hell? Uh. <laughs> well, not true, by the way. He actually passes out at, the, at some point. But, yeah, um, he does. He does. Uh, Sam and Dean run back to the station. Uh, they start they start seeing people collapse in the streets. Uh, Dean gets the duct tape out and is starting to seal uh, windows and vents to try to keep the this fog from coming in. Um, Sam begins to hear people screaming outside, and that's where the rabid show up outside the glass mm-hmm. door and start pounding on it. 
Um, Sam runs to patch a piece of the vent that got loose while Dean like secures this uh, secures a metal door. Sam, of course, gets infected and the sheriff wants to leave. And Dean's like, I'm not going without my brother. And I'm like, yeah, we've seen this a couple yeah. of times now, fellas. Yeah. We, we know. Um, it all starts happening real fast. Everything's going. It's a life or death situation just suddenly in our hands. We go back to the bar and God says something that's interesting to me. He says that he didn't see Marv's turn to be to be evil. He said, you know, I, I didn't expect you to do that. Why did you take over? Why did you try to pretend to be me? Um, and that kind of, the reason I think that's interesting is because so far he's been set up as omnipotent um, and I know everything and blah, blah, blah. But like, is there an idea that Marv's actions were somehow shielded from God? Like, is there an internal monologue, like decision-making process that maybe mm. God isn't, doesn't know like i don't know i don't know i don't know how that works but i just found that kind of an interesting question yeah it is it is interesting it's um because we know that even when he was checked out he was he wasn't answering prayers and stuff but he basically makes it seem like yeah i was i was still in the room i still knew what was going on um i don't know if metatron trying to elevate himself to that same status as god even though he failed if that gave him some protection or if there are just some things that are a surprise even to God. And this is just not something that he ever saw coming. So um, even if he maybe gets the thought process behind it, he might still be like, whoa, what? Like, what has yeah. happened here? But he still asks him why he did it. And, and Metatron starts getting emotional here. He's doing some acting. Let me tell you, he's acting. Uh, Telling him like how this. he, yeah, he, he wanted God's attention, essentially. And the fact that, because he he says that God is like light and love, and he just wanted mm-hmm. that atten- he wanted to see that again. He wanted to get God's attention, and like you could just see how uncomfortable Chuck is with this. And again, I go back to that thing that I said at the beginning of the episode of like Chuck seems so disgusted with the amount of subservency that his creations give to him that he just has to leave. Um, yeah. Like if I felt this way about my dogs, I would have to leave my house at all time. <laughs> I'd be like, you guys are being way too nice to me. Like you guys. And my dogs aren't this nice to me. My dogs don't marv at me at all. They they just bark at me and demand food. But um, it's 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 really fascinating seeing this play out of Mar- of Marv saying I wanted your attention and Chuck being like, mm, boy, do I not? Nope, no, thank you. That's not that's yeah. not great. <clears throat> and Marv goes further and and asks like, you know, I you it wasn't just the humans that were praying for you. It was the angels too. It was me and you abandoned. Mm-hmm everyone like why did you abandon us and chuck responds like oh well you guys all suck you guys are all shitty people you're (laughs) all a disappointment and uh metatron says hey i might have been a disappointment but humanity is not a disappointment um for as much evil as they do um there is good there there is kindness there is creation um they make music like like chuck was talking about earlier in the episode um metatron despite everything he's done is the continuing to argue on behalf of humanity and like kind of gets through to God here. Yeah. Um, the, by making him value his own creation. Once again, the, the idea of describing uh, humanity as all of these things, but and at the end he says, but they never ever give up. Unlike what mm-hmm. you did and like what you're doing. Um, Got him. And we've seen like, you know, we've seen Sam and Dean have these conversations. Dean saying, we're going to keep going. You know, we're going to kick God in the ass and we're going to free Castiel and we're going to kill Lucifer and deal with him. Like he's like, it's that kind of bullheaded attitude that mm-hmm. seems to have impressed itself upon Marv in this situation and thus impresses itself onto God. Um, because we jump back to Sam and Dean where Sam is basically dying. Uh, Dean is completely immune. 
um, like the the fog seeps under the door where all of these innocent bystanders are kept, and the, we hear screaming and pounding on the doors. And there, Sam like collapses into unconsciousness, and Dean starts yelling at the sky, "Stop this! Do you hear me, you dick?" Uh, and yeah, we jump back over to Chuck, and he was finishing his book, and he's super excited about it. So excited, he punches himself on the shoulder. Chris, That's, yes. what a move! <laughs> yes. Um. So this is where I expected to, I guess, feel a little cringy, but I didn't. Um, Metatron is like at the bar. He's all depressed because he's like, well, God gave up. This sucks. Um, I, I couldn't convince him. But God has now finished his book. And then he walks over and says, no, I never learned how to play guitar. Just I just gave myself the ability to do it. Um, but maybe it's like he's, he's, he's turning over another leaf here or he's, he's doing something. I almost wanted to look at this episode as if like this was kind of going to be a one and done situation like this episode, next episode, he's going to do his one last good thing to like set humanity um, back on the right path or like get the ball rolling so that they have a chance against Amara and then he was going to peace out again. I don't know if that happens. I kind of assume it doesn't. Um, But he sits down and starts uh, playing a song Um, and it's Dink's song or fairly well. Um, Again, I thought this was going to be real corny, but I'm a big fan of the song in general. So, you know, it's showed up in a bunch of different stuff before. So, um, it, it got to me a little bit. It got, it, they, they caught me with this one. Have you seen inside Lewis Davis Davis? No, but I know that this is on that, um, yeah. that soundtrack. Um, yeah, this, I don't have like a huge amount of affection for this song. Um, there's, there's, <laughs> I'm a guns and roses fan, like as a long time uh-huh. guns and roses fan. And, but for some reason, like this real earnest, like crooning that dudes do sometimes really gets under uh-huh. my skin. Uh, that said, the, this really works for me like his performance of the song is really really great it's thematically matching what's happening and as we're cutting back and forth from him singing to metatron reading the last pages and like openly weeping and kind of looking at chuck with awe and sam and dean like all of a sudden this amulet is in sam's pocket and it's glowing with this light really quick just like a moment before when when dean was like yelling to the sky did sam say something along the lines of like like screw you like you chose amara over me and then say like i i, I don't know i don't mean that like because he was struggling between like the bad part of himself where the darkness was taking over is it did i imagine that i thought he said that you have to choose the darkness over everything or something maybe maybe we should go back to that and figure out yeah i wasn't sure as sure of the like exact phrasing on that one because those are two very different things um <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yes, to- but no, it wouldn't make sense for him to say you chose Amara over me. And that's not something Sam would need to say. That's not something he's really felt before. Thank, thank you to the Supernatural Wiki. Collapse at the station. Sam looks at Dean and says they're never going to make it. He says that Dean was going to choose Amara over him and over everyone. Dean is shocked oh. and denies what Sam is saying. Um, Sam and then, ap- like a second later, Sam, <laughs> Sam says, apologizes, like, no, 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 yeah. <laughs> telling Dean he can't fight the curse. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, this is this is the darkness, like doing that classic supernatural thing of I'm possessed. That way, I get to be super mean to you, um, yeah. kind of thing. But that one, I think, isn't even Sam. That one, that's him delivering the message that Amara has put into his mouth. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Good call, because I would have forgotten to bring that up, and I, I had that same question because I couldn't remember. Um, so yeah, uh, this uh, amulet starts glowing. Uh, Dean and Sam, like Sam comes back to life essentially uh the fog starts clearing out the innocent bystanders come out and they're okay all throughout this chuck is singing fairly well um they they walk outside the amulet is still glowing um they go to the deputy's car where she's come back to life and her husband runs up and and hugs her they're back they're they're all okay and they look down the street and there is chuck 
just standing there as this amulet is glowing brightly. And again, I, like cutting to Metatron openly weeping at the end of this. And mm-hmm. Sam and Dean are just totally surprised. And Chuck walks up and says, we should probably talk. And that's the end of the yeah. episode. That's a, um, it's a good episode. It's good, dude. Like I am very, I was very worried about this because, and I mm-hmm. still think that this has the potential to get super cringy in the future. Um, writers can't help themselves, but be super bad at this stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if this is, I, I want this to be deus ex machina uh, of I'm going to fix this situation. Like I need your help. Cause he says throughout, he says in this episode, like he barely was able to lock a bar away, even with the archangels help. So, and my, like my dream supernatural he comes back, he enlists, we enlist a crew of dudes, we get the gang back together for one last mm-hmm. heist, and then we go take care of Amara, and then God's like, see you later, I'm going to be on my cap log. Um, yeah. Um, so if that all of that is true, I'm super into this. I just don't want God to be like the recurring funny guy, right? Like, I don't want mm-hmm. that to happen. I'm so worried about that, and that's yeah. kind of been my perception of him, like seeing gifts and stuff like that and videos and... I'm very worried that he's the recurring funny guy, and yeah. I do not want that. <laughs> There's um, a the, the problem I have with uh, seeing gifts is I don't know if these are from like cons or behind the scenes <laughs> or just from the actual show. It's impossible for me to tell. So I, I don't. There's <laughs> there's so many of them. How do you figure it out? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But what a what a great episode! Like the idea of that they I'm not gonna say they redeemed redeemed Marv, but they they came pretty close to making me like actually enjoy a full episode of Marv, which is yeah. very impressive. They um they they took that quality of him that argumentative uh, annoying quality and they turned it just enough to make it something that really drove some of these scenes and uh, the actress had great chemistry and like you said he's asked he's 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 fulfilling that role of like asking the creator the questions that you would always want to know um but he's doing it from a unique position it's not Sam or Dean or Castiel even asking God why 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 this why that. It's somebody who is a little bit more detached from all these situations. It's Metatron. Even though he has been made human, he's no longer an angel. Um, it still is, it's adding this extra layer that, I don't know, I think speaks more to this to the large lore, Jeremy. It speaks to the large lore uh, more than it speaks to just like our characters feeling some sort of fulfillment or getting some sort of answers. It's more for the sake of the show, I guess, or the, or the overall, uh, again, large lore. <laughs> well and it's it's metatron as somebody that has a history with god and i think having that context of being able to question and being able to know who god was before this aspect mm-hmm. of himself and being able to call him on that shit and being like you know you're writing this book but it's it's not about god it's about wh- this character that you've created to go hide um sam and dean and cast castiel would have been able to do that like they they don't have the the context for it and having Metatron is one of the few characters on the show that can do that and do that relatively realistically. Like, I feel like Lucifer in this role would have be, would be almost a distraction because Lucifer has an agenda where yeah. they really did a good job. I can't believe I'm saying this. They really did a good job of Marv's character arc of, you know, having him grasp this thing to get daddy's attention fail and then get his his grace stripped from him and he even asked Mm -hmm. chuck at this point like can i be an angel again and he's like no absolutely not like you're never gonna be an angel again don't worry about that um (laughs) so it's it's metatron on his last date like at his worst right like it's Mm -hmm. not lucifer that is has plans or has delusions of grandeur it's metatron has been stripped of everything so all he, he was has dumpster is diving with a dog he was yeah. dumpster diving <laughs> with his dog which he named like tinkerbell or something i saw it in the mm-hmm. i saw it in the thing i don't remember actually remember the no gidget gidget was the dog's name um but yeah it's it's a it, it's metatron having that level of 
familiarity with with God and being able to call God on his bullshit is is really super interesting and is very powerful. Like it fucking works, dude. Like I can't believe yeah. I, I can't believe it fucking works. Can't just can't match. It's it. it's so remarkable to see them do something positive with a character that we have hated without them breaking character. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, Metatron still acts like what I ex- would expect Metatron. I don't know. We've said it over and over. I'm just really impressed with what they did here. And again, this is coming from the position of expecting to hate this. Yes. I was uh, extremely concerned going into it, as we we have talked about at length, um, and pleasantly surprised. Like, this is, this is super good. And really sets us up for, like, a pretty climactic endgame. Like, if they... The idea that we've had so many failed attempts to like we knew that oh maybe the hand of god nope that wasn't strong enough or maybe we need lucifer but lucifer with the hand of god wasn't strong enough either like all of these kind of failed attempts at amara well now they have got god mm-hmm. <laughs> and even god saying like this was, was kind of rough back when we did it originally a few billion years ago yeah. like is makes it kind of a, a an, I, hate, I hate to use this word but makes it an epic confrontation it does it does um sam and dean don't do a, a whole lot in this episode but it it treads you know ground that we've been over before with Croatoan, where they get locked in like a hospital, um, or was it Justin Bellow, um, in season three, whatever whatever one that is, where they get stuck in the police station where Lilith is coming to attack. Um, it, you know, I I can't help but like love that kind of video gamey type of vibe that they they get with some of these, where oh shit, we have to defend the station, and that's what I expected to happen here a little bit, except like what can they do other than I. Oh, maybe use some holy oil and they're going to make some weapons to, to fight off these things and not kill them. I didn't know what was going to happen, but then very quickly they pretty much just lose. Um, <laughs> they, they Dean would have been fine, but everybody else would have been taken. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation. Uh, again, the boys didn't do a whole lot, but it was still, it was still fun to see them try and be heroes. I mean, not that they, tr- not that they're trying to be heroic, meaning like, being heroic and being doing the right things trying to get people to safety get the karate chop in a window and try to get a baby out even though the parents could have just unlocked the car right there um stuff like that that it just shows that they are willing to to save the people um while the you know the thing comes for them um yeah. so i like seeing that stuff i always love seeing that side of the boys but yeah um overall great sode great great sewed everybody and we got the large lore which is what we were we looking got the for. large lore we got and the at the end lore. of the day mm-hmm. you know it wasn't small lore no small lore is when you find out that a bisson is called the chitters you know that's small lore <laughs> small lore is finding out the bisson puts itself in, in your mouth and uses your dick to reproduce itself like that's yeah yeah it, yeah medium lore medium lore irregular lore as as they might say in some mm-hmm. some uh states is i'd say that the uh the exorcism spell something like sure. that you know alphas um alphas, alphas. yeah that's medium lore medium but large lore, lore not a that's lot of god not a large lot of lore not a lot of large lore out there Chris. that's right that's right <laughs> so oh uh uh thank you everybody for listening we very much appreciate it uh we are i am i'm not going to speak for chris but i am insanely curious uh how the revelation that chuck is god uh played to a wide audience um whether you were spoiled on it or whether you were just watching along with the show and it was a complete shock write in monster of the week cool slash contact or monster of the week podcast at gmail.com you can also dm at motw cast on twitter um tell us how tell us tell us what your thoughts were like tell us how how this hit you I want, i'm very curious we'll read it aloud on uh our feedback episode that will happen in four or five episodes, four or five weeks from now mm-hmm. um so get all of that stuff in so i can make sure that we have it um 
Yeah, and thanks to all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you want to talk to us, uh, the best place to do so is on Twitter at MOTWcast. Chris is at Local Bones. I am at JG Greer. You can find links to all of that at monsteroftheweek.cool. We'll be back with another episode next week that is described as The War Continues. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later. Adios. My um, I think I started recording. If you, yeah, I started recording about five minutes before he jumped on. Um, so but I am right at an hour, like fifty nine I mean, yeah. minutes and <laughs> forty seconds. <laughs> about fifty six minutes. It's <laughs> extremely. The so last time today. I named it incorrectly, so this time I don't I'm know just gonna... what fucking episode we're on, Chris. I don't know. This is so confusing because I had to change. It, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna put it. I skipped one sixty nine. There we go. Okay. So you can see it right here. I skipped it. 173 is the last public one. We recorded 174 earlier this week. So this is 175. Yeah, I uploaded it as 175 yesterday. Yes. Or, and, and I renamed it to 174, so I wouldn't get okay, it. Okay. This one, I'm, I was, I'm, all right, we're good. I'm saving it with a different name. It's going to, it says 175 Chris dash one. Just. Okay, cool. But yeah, that was my bad. I skipped. No, 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 uh, an no worries. That's, it's nobody's bad. It's just shit that happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, extremely paranoid because these guys poured a bunch of concrete, um, and it really looks like it's about to rain outside. Oh shit! I can't be good, right? Like they wouldn't have poured concrete if they knew it was going to rain. Like they would just have to I come mean, back and fix the concrete, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know how that shit I, works. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how water affects concrete. I mean, I, I imagine it affects wet concrete very badly. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, want, a, I don't want yeah. a bunch of water droplet concrete. Unless they just cover it and then they're fine. I'll, I guess I'll go look and see if they covered it. I don't know. I was recording with you, so I don't know what the fuck they did. I just That's watched, true. I just, you haven't, I just watched them leave. So. You haven't been out on the field. I haven't been out in the field <laughs> to check out the concrete. I hope it's still wet enough for me to draw a little uh, Monster of the Week symbol in it, though. I hope so. I'm just kidding. I'm going to do my, me and my wife's initials, Chris. What the fuck? What's wrong with you? How oh, do you think I would tag um, my house with Monster of the Week mm, stuff? Well, uh, you brought it up. <laughs> You bought it, boyo. Wasn't my suggestion, Jeremy. <laughs> All right, uh, uploading this now. Um, gonna go mash some dinner. Fuck yeah, dude! Otto's making some Philly cheesesteak sandwiches with that real fucking cheese whiz. What? Ooh, I'm gonna make some bacon. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. You should try the bacon method. What's that? I don't know how you make your bacon, but you should try the bacon method. Baconmethod.com. Oh, okay. It's just a, it's just a way to make super crispy bacon. Um, oh, okay. I, I, this is the guy that um, does all the fireside stuff, Dan Benjamin. Um, mm-hmm. And I finally got around. Like he's been talking about this forever. Of like people would tweet at him, like I tried the bacon method and it's amazing. So finally, I like looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, this is the same kind of way that Autumn just makes her bacon. Like she's been making it for like that forever. Like you just put it in the huh. oven and bake it for a little while and it's comes. Oh yeah, just does that. Yeah, 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 just does that. So cool 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 anyway enjoy your bacon blt got a tomato in the house some mayonnaise um i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do there's not a lot of access to meat at grocery stores but i do have a lot of bacon okay <laughs> enjoy your bacon my dude i'll talk to you later thanks catch you later Bye. hello hello discord was taking its sweet time to open up right there the internet dude internet's gone the crazy freaking, it's wild dude. 
The effing net, dude. Too many people are logged on to the net. Too many people are logged on. Not enough people are logged off in this economy. Mm-hmm. People are hacking Bro, am- shit. Did you see the, the, the gamer news today, Chris? What's that? People have been hacking Nintendo accounts. Oh, I heard about that. Um, I didn't. I, I saw like one tweet about it. And then about a week ago, um, my friend Joe texted the crew. He said, everybody put on two factor authentication. Somebody just tried to hack my Nintendo account Two FA. Um, you got to do it, dog. You got to do it. So I did. I did that. Uh, so hopefully I'm good. Yeah. The um, valve got hacked and they oh, wow. released a bunch of they stole a bunch of source code for popular video games like Team Fortress 2 and then people are putting some fucking spyware shit in it and re-releasing it. So good oh for them. Oh my god. <laughs> the hacks are bad, Chris. Got to watch yourself fucking out there. The hacks heck, dude. The hacks are bad. That's that's wild. I'm like seconds off of this episode of Supernatural. You are, dude. You like finish this and you were like, you texted me and said, I have ten minutes left and then I'll be ready to record. I'm like, whoa, he's yeah. he's off. He's yeah. ready to go. He's he finished like this I episode you, I, and I was like, to... <laughs> I'm ready to punch the mic with my opinions. <laughs> I meant to watch it this morning and then you know day got away from me and here I am now finish it this afternoon. Um but we're in outtake time. We're only two minutes in. I can't, I can't go. Uh, can't go talk about Supernatural Dude, look, just yet. We talked like two days ago. We recorded two That's days true. ago. So we're we're trying to we're trying to book some epis. Uh, so if you just want to get straight into the fucking episode, we can just make up outtakes later. I don't give a damn. I mean, I I'll do it. I'll get I'll get in there lickety split. <laughs> let's do it. Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get in the cut. This is wild. This is energy. I'm not even drunk. <laughs> You don't have to be, Chris. I don't. We're in Supernatural Endgame. You don't have to be drunk anymore to have a good time on Woo. this podcast. Woo! 